0: This is Talking Business. I'm joined now by Stuart Clout, who's the CEO and founder of the Dockyard, that's spelled T-H-E-D-O-C-Yard. G'day, Stuart. G'day, Alan. How are you? Uh, good, thanks. Now, um, uh, you're in the middle of an IPO, as we speak. This is um, about, so, but, but the thing is, by the time this interview goes in the planes, um, you'll, you'll be on the stock exchange already, but now you're not, as we speak. Correct, There's yes. There's a bit of a delay between the interview and the... It going out there. Yes, we'll be flying by the time the listeners. Are That's listening. right. Um, so you can't. Uh, so you, the listener, um, unfortunately, it's too late to get in on the IPO. However, you could buy some shares on the stock exchange. I don't know what your code will be. Do you know what your code's going to be? Yes, T-D-Y. TDY. There you are. Right. So um, uh, there you are. I've got no idea what the uh, the price will be on the stock exchange, of course, but the the market cap. Uh, in the IPO is twenty seven and something million yeah, 27. yeah circa, four circa, million
1: circa twenty seven million yeah
0: um, and you're raising five million dollars. are you oversubscribed have you got the money?
1: It's looking uh, very healthy I think is the way we would describe it. <laughs> so we're yeah we're very pleased with the process and the ASX is a um, is a fantastic uh, strategic exchange for us to be listing on at this stage in our growth story.
0: Yeah. Uh, so tell us about the background. you're working for a lawyer you decided that um, uh, the way that they were dealing, doing their transactions was pretty inefficient and you would fix it up.
1: Yeah. In short, that's kind of where it all came from. So my background is as a capital markets and M&A lawyer, both uh, a partnership in a big law firm here in Australia, uh, but also as a senior counsel in-house for the uh, Tesco Group in London, um, where we were buying lots of stuff at the time. And uh, the essential observation that I made was that there is a complete lack of efficiency and uh, a ton of waste in the way that capital markets, transactions get done. Um, Anyone that's ever worked on a deal has probably never come out the other end and thought, what a beautiful experience that was. I'd love to do that again. Um, they're still primarily driven by email as a as a sort of the backbone. And we're really attacking that productivity problem initially. Um, but, Alan, after we really got going, we realized we're also attacking a compliance and data security and uh, user experience issue as well in terms of our customer base. So what did you build? So we built a platform from scratch. So it's all completely proprietary technology. And it's a collaboration uh platform. Uh, So anyone that's ever used a virtual data room before um, will be familiar with the concept of logging into a virtual space to access
0: documents. We should explain what a data room is for those who um, don't know. It's it's where all the um, due diligence data for a transaction or a takeover is held. uh, And it's a, a private space that nobody else can look at. That's right. So think Dropbox. Think
1: think Dropbox. Google Drive or OneDrive. It's a secure file sharing. But I presume the dockyard is more than a virtual data room. We we are far more than a virtual data room. So we're a productivity, collaboration, and workflow tool. So we're project management for deals, if you want to put us in a bucket. Uh, It's about all the parties coming into the one secure space, sharing documents, yes, but also allocating tasks, managing issues, and keeping clients up to date with where everything's going to. And what about
0: signatures? Do you manage the signatures?
1: Yeah, we manage, we're one of the very few pieces of technology in this space that actually has taken a holistic view. Um, if you look at the life cycle of a transaction, they start, they share documents, stuff happens in the middle, and then you close. And we manage that whole life cycle. And where that's really our unique selling proposition.
0: And how much do you charge? So
1: we charge by volume of transactions that you put through. So we have a very elastic pricing mechanism. So we've got... Big four accounting practices globally using our technology. Large investment banks, funds, you know, listed corporates, both here in the US, both here in Australia, and in the US, all the way through to boutique domestic uh, corporate advisory firms who might only do a few deals a year. So, much like a. Um, you know, you pay for your consumption, so it allows us to have a range of so you're not, customers. So you're
0: not charging a um, sort of retainer
1: or subscription.
0: So it's it's per project. So no, no, where where we are
1: a retainer or subscription-based product. So we're an enterprise software as a service model, and we look to subscribe to our customers for a year, two years, three years, and they uh, have all you can eat sort of access to the technology. Right. Okay.
0: Um, and so uh, how's it going? Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Um, well, you got a valuation of twenty-seven
1: million, so it's, it must be going all right. Yeah, and uh, and also the journey has been interesting. I was a I was a, a lawyer, and now I've become a um, you know a, I guess self-appointed CEO of a tech company. Um, so it's been a big transition for me personally. Um, but the the story is amazing. I mean, we we've got users. Uh, of the dockyard in every continent of the world other than Antarctica. Um, we've got customers all over the world and you know, we've got a, a large trajectory in front of us in terms of expansion. Is anyone else doing it? Uh, so we're pretty unique. We've definitely got a significant first mover advantage. Uh, I, uh, I expect the, the space to hot up over the next few years. My prediction would be- I mean, that's amazing that nobody did
0: it before you. Alan, oh, that is- Oh, it's great for you, but T. Alan, I that mean, is the most people- common thing. People have been doing virtual data rooms for ages, right? Um I mean that's an obvious thing to do. Why wouldn't they, Why wouldn't they go? Oh, maybe we should do this end to end instead of just doing the data room. Uh,
1: yeah. So I I can't I guess speak for uh, <laughs> their, their businesses, but maybe it's their this is their Kodak moment, perhaps. Um, but I um, I certainly was surprised myself when I looked at the issue and I thought surely someone solved this already. The most common thing that is said to me when I go see a new customer, which could be a law firm, could be an investment bank, could be a fund or a corporate, uh, is what you just said, which is what did I think of this? I've been doing deals my whole life. I can't believe it. Um, and so, yeah, we, we expect the next three to five years to be the real, uh, uh, I guess, um, gold period for deal technology, which is a genre of technology that we're really leading. And, uh, you know, if you think about it this way, do you think people will be using email as the basis on which to transact in five years' time, three years' time? Uh, the the answer is no. I mean, it, I predict that it will be negligent to be using email on capital markets transactions because it's completely insecure. They're a basic communication tool. They're not a workflow,
0: productivity, and project management tool. Mm. Yet that's what we use them for. I mean, you are seeing the prices of the ASX, and I'm 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 with you on that. Um, but you're not raising that much money. I mean, uh, it's like $5 million. If you were in Silicon Valley, if, if you were a startup in San Francisco, you'd be raising $100 million yeah. on a on valuation of, crikey, who knows what. Um, so, uh, I mean, do, do you think you've got enough? To to achieve the global reach that you that you're trying to achieve,
1: yeah, we do. Uh, we're in relatively rarefied air as a tech company that's um, you know near enough profitable already. Um, we've got a, a very strong focus on running this as a business and a business that makes money, um, not just spending millions of dollars acquiring users and trying to figure out how we commercialize them later. Uh, so there is a different strategic. Um, approach for Australian tech companies, I think they have to take, because we're not in Silicon Valley with the almost endless depth of the the market over there in terms of liquidity. Um, But I think we're also seeing that beginning to change as well, because there's a lot of businesses that have run the customer acquisition strategy and will worry about how we make money or commercialize later. And, you know, they're not exactly delivering on that conversion promise. And we've always been very focused on, you know, run this as a business right from day one.
0: Yeah, I'm just thinking about something like Atlassian, which is an Australian company. They're all they're all billionaires now. They're you know they're, they're living in hundred million dollar houses on Sydney Harbour um, next door to each other. I understand. Indeed, um, but it's but, interesting.
1: We've been described as the Atlassian of deals because Atlassian is a collaboration, productivity, and project management platform. Well,
0: exactly, that's right. That's why I've kind of raised it. I mean, um, you know, I mean. Uh, I suppose you could that's possibly in your future I guess that's how you'd see it.
1: Sure the ASX uh, I think is a good platform on which uh, for us to um, stay close to the market um should we need to raise or want to raise money again for you know further initiatives it, it's a good place for us to be. Uh, and certainly the ASX I think quite smartly is positioning itself as a junior Nasdaq board or even a promotion board for the Nasdaq um, you know and you
0: know we'll see what's in our future on in that regard. I haven't had a chance to read the whole prospectus so you keeping much of the business Yourself, or how much are you selling in the in the IPO? So uh,
1: about fifteen to twenty percent will be going on the uh, new capital raise, um, and yes, I, I'm still going to be the major shareholder um, after the after the float. And
0: what's your what are your plans for you know how how you're going to run it in future? Do you think you'll just Keep going as where you are. Do you think you might need to move overseas somewhere? Move back to the move back to
1: London. So certainly, London is the next major frontier. The, the deals market in London is giant, and we've got two um, super impressive anchor clients in London already, um, including one of the biggest deals teams in London using our technology already.
0: Have you got Tesco
1: and, yet? Uh, no. Well, Tesco's uh, Tesco's had some difficult times and are probably not, they're probably selling as opposed to acquiring anything at the moment. Um, so their activity may not be uh, earth shattering for us, but we, uh, we've got uh, London as the next frontier uh, and uh, the Singapore and Hong Kong markets are also important to us. They're relatively close to home. And then of course, the, the, uh, the beast that is the United States and we will uh, we'll likely enter the United States via the London market.
0: Is anyone doing
1: in the US what you do? No, uh, no, there isn't really, uh, and this this is still to my surprise. But I've got my head down; and we're running hard and pretty much focused on executing well on what we know to be a, a you know, a fantastic opportunity to you know export this great Australian technology to the world. Um, but I, I definitely expect there to be competitors entering our space, um, you know, over the next couple of years.
0: Mm. And um, uh, the the business of cha- of going from a lawyer at a firm to start having a startup, how difficult was that? Uh, my wife's
1: probably best place to answer that. question question. question, but difficult. Yeah, I had to learn a lot. Um, I started from scratch in terms of, you know, I was in my ivory tower as a partner of a large law firm. Um, I had a great practice, great clients, and I worked for a great firm. Um, And in many ways, I was on a- What was the firm again? Colin Biggers and Paisley. And uh, I was, uh, you know, I was, I guess, had a relatively well uh, established path in front of me to follow. So it was regarded by some of my, I guess, close allies and friends as an interesting decision to step away from that.
0: Possibly uh, courageous.
1: Yeah. Well, that's not for me to say, but um, certainly interesting, I'll, I guess, I'll to step away from that uh, very secure and sound um, pathway to try my hand at starting a company. But I was driven by the vision. I still am driven very much by the vision. Uh, we're only just getting started. You know, our listing on the ASX is, is you know, a real platform for us to grow this great Australian company into a global giant. And uh, we're, we're making some pretty good inroads already.
0: Good for you. And uh, great to talk to you, Stuart. Thanks very much. Thanks, Alan. I've been talking to Stuart Clout, who's the CEO and founder of The Dockyard.